kill you. Okay. Oh, God, who the fuck is that? Maimon, we're live. I know we're live. Let me tell you something mean, Katie. It's the quarantine maniacs. Anywho. <laughs> we here. Oh my god, we are here. Welcome. This is another episode of the Gorilla Talk Podcast. My name is Ivy, aka the SmackDown Women's Champ over here in Don't worry about where the fuck I'm at. Who are you, B? Some call me Suave Ramon. Some call me the Bar Christ. Others call me the Bars of Weight. Ray Dunn. My mother named me Raymond, but to a lot of you niggas, I am Ray Pearson. Damn, that was that was mighty spicy right there. That was mighty, mighty, mighty spicy over there. Oh no, he's a glitch saurus. What are we doing with our lives? That's what you get trying to trying to cut a promo with a Hogan. I'm not glitching. Oh, you're an asshole. <laughs> Well, I think why we can't have nice things in life. So while um our guest is getting herself situated, um, because it says her device is not connected yet, so we just waiting for her. Let's, you know, it's been an interesting motherfucking week to say the least. Very. And we ain't just even talking about it in wrestling because that was kind of snoozy. Oh yeah, no, you you. You, it was almost like you were outside of the party. You just wasn't inside. You could hear the bass pumping, but you just didn't know what music was playing. Well, they do the puppet. It was. It was. It's like I don't know if anybody, any of you watching, has ever seen a night at the Roxbury, where <sighs> they thought the hottest. There was like we've made it in. It was. It was just a like lounge area. Like they didn't really make it in the club yet. That's almost like Katie. Katie's at a night or the night at the Roxbury. Listen, man, I just caught up with my whole week. What you talking about? And once she realized what the hell was going on, it was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Yo, I swear to God. Eh. I swear to God. But we got people on the check-in already. Let's say hello to them. Yo, what up, Michael Bostic? That bad uh, single is out now. Uh, Welcome, welcome to Gorilla Talk Podcast. We're here with the ATE boys. What hey, up? Hey, what up? What up? Yo, you ready to talk some wrestling? Talk some shit? Talk some shit? Well, let me tell you something, mean Katie. Yo, before we bring our guest, because she, because the glitch of soy didn't affect her, she back in live and direct, right? Um, tell us about this little challenge we're gonna be doing for the Gorilla Talk podcast. So, if you think you got the mic skills. We want to see it. Any of you lucky mofos who think you're dope enough. Words, though, not Mike, and then, you know. No, no, none of that. Please, no. We need you guys to cut a freaking awesome promo and send it to us. And if it's fire, we're going to fucking show it. No, not, but you, not just any type of promo, B. Now, when you say promo, because you know we get a lot of drops. It's like, yo, tune into so and so with my homegirl. Nah, be we not. No, 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 none of that bullshit. None of that, none of that bullshit, please. Mm-mm, none of them scapegoat shits. No, we're not doing that over here. 
Never. This ain't no OnlyFans. With a fans only. Mm. So tell them, about, tell them about the promo they got to cut, B. Hmm. How? What's the best way to explain this? Tell us, tell us, Mean Hogan. Well, let me tell you something, Mean Cody. You guys got to bring that heat. You got to let it, you, you got to cut an awesome promo. I don't care how you guys cut it, but I don't want to hear, check out my new single. No, we are not doing that shit. We're talking about Fallout Wrestling, D. Yes. Who you're challenging, when you're challenging, what's up for grabs besides your nuts. We want the whole shebang. We need answers. And it's got to be in a video and audio format. <laughs> so I said, what's up for grabs? Up for grab? It's it's the bars. I'm sorry. I, I can't turn. I can't turn that off. I can't is, help it. Pause. This is why we can't have up, nice up, up grabs ups up. Uh -huh. Well, it tomorrow's Valentine's Day, so she gotta grab him by like this, like you know. She gotta grab that brass. Give that, give the good loving, the shining, the spit, the loop. She gotta reach for the money in the bank. She gotta reach. She gotta reach for that for that dick case. She, and listen, she better cash in by the end of the night. She gonna grab it. She gonna cash. She gonna cash in immediately. Cash the motherfucking. Sorry about that. He got two phones. One for the plug and one for the hose. Yo, yo, yo! One, two, one, two. I can't talk right now. I'm live streaming. Peace. All right, we back. So on we that, how we talk about a guest that's coming up? Tell oh man. We've had her before, man, but this is just even more special. Very, very special. She makes she makes the fan part of me seem like a sissy, a chump. Oh, no, we're bitches compared to her, B. Listen, I ain't never seen... If heaven is what her basement looks like, God, take me right now. Take me, God. I mean, listen, if she had weed in it, then I could just live there. I'm just this saying, I don't anyway. know. Find out later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, coming to the ring. She ain't to coming. But... Talk, to the Gorilla Talk Arena. Yes, we present the fabulous, fabulous, the goat, the goat, the flawless, the flawless secrets. The motherfucking secrets is in the building. What's up? <laughs> hey, back Yo, in what's that, up? back we in that heaven you call a basement. Here we are. Here we are once again. Thank you for having me. Yo, we just love honestly having you on our show because you're always giving us one tour to the basement. Anytime. <laughs> Did you get any new collectibles, by the way? There's always new stuff coming through here. The thing about collecting is that, unfortunately, the flow never stops. There's always new series coming out, new exclusives. If you're just collecting, like what's behind me, this this line is retired, but there's, we don't have everything. So there's always new series coming out, new exclusives. Collecting whatever you don't have. So there's always new stuff. Do you feel like you're still missing after all this time? Or... Like, is it that episode of Ms. and Mrs. where 
I'm sorry, I really took paid so much attention to this, but when Miz had to go get and I forgot the wrestler, but it had one had a star on it and it cost sixty thousand dollars and the other one didn't have a star, it only cost five dollars. Like, is there really such things like that? Oh yeah. It's true. Like Ray said before. <laughs> it is. We do have some grails in here, but nothing worth sixty thousand dollars, I can tell you that much. Jesus. I swear to God, when I saw that and Ray be telling me, like, your, your your whole basement's worth millions, I'm like, stop. I don't know about millions. I mean, listen, there's a lot of stuff in this basement that people would kill for. I mean, we've got a large collection, and I've seen way bigger. But, you know, this is this was the idea when it all set out, that he always wanted to have a basement that had all the figures that he couldn't get while he was growing up. And... Shit. You know, we've gotten those, most of them anyway, and just going forward, you know, now AEW has their line, the new elites, we have old elites, we've got belts, we've got, um, you know, loose figures, which you guys saw last time, be more than happy to walk around again for you. But oh, yes, we're we'll getting to that too. Oh, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't give them that treat. No, yep, yep. Well, God forbid there's a purge. I know once they get to your place and they see the basement, it's like, nah, fam, this is off limits. In fact, invited, if, in fact, you're being invited to several cookouts. Yo, not for nothing, though. I get real scared about, like, buying things off people and stuff. I'm like, yo, they have our address. Like, if they follow us on, you know, Instagram, like, they know what our collection looks like. This shit is scary, you know? So we try not to buy things off people because there's something in the back of your head. People aren't stable, you know? You never know. It's crazy. But let me ask you a question. Wouldn't it be like for stuff like that? And I know it's going to sound really creepy, but like, don't you go and like meet up with them somewhere? Even with the pandemic, stay six feet, put the thing in the middle, you know, and just grab it slowly. Wait, well, what? Oh, no, no. I mean, that's like local pickup and stuff. Nobody got anything over here. We just, I'm talking about like buying online. They got to mail to your house, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like from a store. If you're buying it off like a member of the group or something like that, it's kind of scary. <laughs> Yo. Real talk. I'm sorry. Side note. This Yo. David, David saw it too. The moon belly Kamala. I swear I saw that episode. I was like, really? Did the Kamala really, the, the, the thing on his belly really cost $60,000? Yes. It's a difference. The variance in certain figures, which became, um, well, which you would find out were very rare. They didn't know at the time. I mean, what did these figures go for? $9.99, $12.99, Nothing. You can grab yeah. them off the shelf at a KB toys or you know wherever, but now forget it. It's ridiculous. Yo, I got a question. I would hope you have a question. This is why Wait, we're here. Did you not follow the? I don't know if how active it still is, but I bumped into it online. The back and forth between um KB toys and and Zack Ryder. What? Yeah, I, there's like some I beef him, out there. But I don't watch them like you know religiously. Yeah, it, it's some. It's is it it, it? it it seemed to 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 have like you know what I mean it was it was it was boiling a little bit over over some action figures and you know what I mean Mr. Zach Ryder out there. You know, you know giving yeah. people on bad Yelp reviews. But KB Toys is still alive. No. The the franchises and I mean like you know the human being is about two one. 
That's insane. Y'all gotta have Goldie on one time because let me tell you something. He'll give you the he'll give you the lowdown. He knows. (laughs) David, we like talking to wrestling people. You could be next. Okay, Goldberg. Oh shit! Come on, man. (laughs) I'm quick, but I'm a rapper, girl. Let's not play. Listen, man. I just caught up to my week. You telling me to? You telling me to to catch up with the lingo right now? God, we here talk about wrestling, b. Yeah, ain't it funny? What? Goldberg was like, not only are you next, but you're last. How many last were those? That was a couple last ago. Listen, I'm just really happy though. Like, can we just keep it a a whole comp like a whole hundred right now? I am so happy that Goldberg didn't retain didn't get the title at at Rumble. There was no need for him to. Listen, no. <laughs> no, because he there's no need for him, but remember, he still had that contract for his legacy status or whatever for him to get Hall of Famer. That whatever he negotiated, he was a certain amount of wins, right? So, but he had already held the title, that's how no, it was a certain amount of, like you know, how some people are, are like in their contract a certain number of runs, title runs, pause, runs. Oh. Yeah, I mean, but the but looking at it from a storyline, knowing the active storyline, it's not like Drew got nothing to do. So it was like, all right, let's just throw him in a match with Goldberg, and he's just gonna drop the title. Drew is still in the active storyline, so I didn't see the need for Goldberg. Like I knew it wasn't. I knew watching was gonna happen. Yeah, it was. It was a filling match. I mean, I would have rather see. Honestly, I would have rather seen Goldberg versus Roman Reigns than have at least it was like okay, this could go. It just could go either way, but you know, even still, Roman Reigns was not dropping the title. But that's my thing too. First of all, I have no interest in seeing Goldberg and Roman Reigns. To tell you the truth, there's no like even when they first teased it before he left for the COVID. Mm. I didn't. It never enticed me. You know, and I guess maybe because I have my weirdness with with this heel Roman, like there's days I like him, and then there's days I think he's a total bitch. But that would only mean that Roman is doing his job to make you feel that. Some heels you actually just like that they're heel. There's some people that you could you could tell they're doing a good job on some heel days, and then there's some days you just think he's a bitch and you don't know how to feel about him as a heel. That was like when when um you had Daniel Bryan as Mr. Sabretree, but <laughs> with the with the with the we with the with the belt that you could smell a J out of B. Like what was that? He just sounded like an annoying little girl that just never got her way. And you know what? Funny thing about that, I didn't expect people to actually go with it. Because at this point, I kind of felt like, oh, Daniel Bryan is probably probably a legacy act at this point as far as, like, um from Daniel Bryan to fans. So the fact yeah. that he got booed, it was like, oh, shit. Like, he actually made it possible to be a heel and not be the likable heel. Yeah. Like, that, I was convinced. But like I also... Jericho, Jericho was a heel. Jericho but- was a the great heel though but he's a likable heel because at this point jericho is a is a he's, he's a leg- yeah 
Oh damn, I'm the main. I'm the main guest. Oh, excuse me. Let me fix myself up. Nah, you ain't shit, be. Um, <laughs> so we got. Uh, it's alright. <laughs> Trust me, we know it's just it's the streamyard or whatever. We're just gonna blame streamyard today. Yeah, that's it. All um, the blame. Yeah, David Gold said Roman is way better in this role and makes people hate him. Nice direction for him. I yeah, mean, I like it. I'm I'm all for it. I am all for it. Cause I mean, that just you know what I mean they doing with Roman what they couldn't do with Cena. Like I like I like so I'll keep it like this. You remember how I used to be annoyed if Seth is a Messiah? I I like Seth more as a Messiah than I do Roman as the head of the table. And you know that that Messiah thing took me a long time to really get used to. Nah, Seth is Seth, Seth is dope. I mean, sooner or later, I think Seth is gonna come out of that Messiah um character because they need someone to actually go up against Roman Reigns. I don't think you'll see, I'll see a Roman and Seth match for a while. Not like no, not sooner or later, like a feud. I mean, do you know they're going to play off the shield card? Seth mm -hmm. thinks he's the Messiah, and Roman thinks he's the head of the table. Sooner or later, we're going to get it. Pause. Pause. I, so <laughs> I would only, you want to, so I would only see that. First of all, I would like that to be a Survivor Series type match. And if that was, if let's say, Seth went back to Raw, got the title from Drew. And then it would be the Messiah versus the head of the table. I would be so okay with that. That would be my fantasy thing if I was going to have the two of them together. Fantasy the two of them together. Um. Anyways, on another note, secrets. Wow. What do you think? Tell us about you. Tell us what's going on with the asylum. I do have your flyers put up. Raymond had to ruin that whole thing for me because it was a good scenario. You ruined it. I was talking about a wrestling match. You went left. But yes, well, as as far as the asylum goes, you guys know, and I'll tell the other viewers if they're not aware, I'm on the promo team for uh, the Facebook group, The Asylum, which is theasylumwrestlingstore.com. Uh, we've got virtual live Facebook live uh, meet and greets with autograph signings. Uh, a lot of times you can send your items in to be signed or they have eight by tens and certain items available that you can buy off the site figures, belts, things like that. And, um, you know, we've had a killer lineup since last May when they started. And um, just recently, I mean, they've had such killer legend appearances that it's just, I mean, in my opinion, it's unmatched. And the team that runs it, just the main admin team, let's say, is just, they're, um, it's unbelievable. They're such a well-oiled machine and everything gets done so fast and so smoothly. That is just amazing. Well, I mean, I would give yourself some props too because since you're handling handling the social media, you know, and doing that for like Ray and a whole bunch of other people, it's not an easy job. So for the mere fact that you're able to keep up with it at such a pace, plus be able to do like appearances and stuff like this to promote the brand, you got to give it up for yourself too. You're part of that well-oiled machine. No, I mean, I, I try the best that I can. You know, I let everybody know, even if I see people talking about wrestling or something like, hey, guess what, guys? And I'm, I'm basically, you know, I mean, Ray's known me since we were kids. I mean, I'm 
you meet me, I'm cool with everybody. I'm just, you know, laid back. I'm cool. I, you know, it's just my personality. And I'm able to do that in the different groups. Like, hey, would you mind if I posted here? Hey, guess what we got? Boom, boom, boom. And, you know, we're really doing something, even though you might see uh, live meet and greets and stuff, it's not the same thing. Like, we've seen a million of them. And half the time, you know, they're just, I just don't feel like they're up to the caliber, not to toot our own horn, but really, I mean, it's it's something else, truly. And it's it's a blessing to be a part of, and I'm glad in, I can. In rapper terms, you're saying they're trash. Yes. <laughs> the other people? Yes. They're no, trash. Really, actually, they're, they're doing, listen, they're doing good jobs too, but the way, like, I, get, I guess because I get to see the inside track on everything that I see it from the inception of the guests all the way up until, I mean, where they fill them in on what we do and who we are. And then, you know, you've got prior legends and prior stars or sometimes they even, you know, uh, uh, present stars. You know, we had Vicky Guerrero uh, in the summer and, you know, she, all she's got to do is say, Hey, guess where I was and tell somebody. And then boom, we have another guest and we have another guest and it snowballs from there. And I mean, the guys, like I said, do a great job in um, reaching out to people and their managers or even them directly, however it works, and gaining these people. And they can go ahead and ask Sergeant Slaughter, well, oh, they said you did a show with them. How was that? And he's going to say, I did. I, it was great. I mean, you know, the guys flew down and hand fed them eight by tens and, and pops. And, you know, I mean, half the time they're down there, wherever these guys are, South Carolina, North Carolina, whatever state. And they go down there and they're right there with them, um, you know, hand in hand working the virtual signing, which is awesome. Um, and I want your personal opinion on it. Be and, and before I even get into the question, I feel everybody, you know, doesn't matter what um, profession you're in. Everybody should be compensated for their hard work. I'm putting that out there right now before I even get into the question. Um, how do you feel about um, people, uh, what's the better word to call them? Talent. Um, how do you feel about specific talent charging to be interviewed? So that so he's super salty about some, so we were in the, in the so let's just start this. He was super salty because we, we reached out to somebody who's still on an independent level. And they wanted to charge us up the ass. So, I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm super salty, but being I that the, the asylum ha is has done so much and has been able to interact with a lot of people, you know, is this something where it's like you guys collectively come together, like you know, you guys do a virtual huddle, and it was like, well, this guy is asking for for like four hundred dollars. Or are we are gonna put our hands in the pot, or are we just gonna next? Yeah, that's a whole good question too, though. Like, I could understand if somebody even from NXT decides to charge, and they're not even on on screen that much because they could give me a whole perspective as to what being in the performance center is like, and I'll be like, yeah, I will pay for that money, right? If I had it, and let's say my show is on that level where I feel like I, if I spend the money, it's not gonna kill me. Yeah, like how do you how do you go about that? Well, I think that some of the let's say I don't know everybody's important. I'm not going to say they're not. Every single guest that we've had is super important and super relevant. I oh, mean, yeah. be be honest. Like 
there have been, uh, you know, some of the older wrestlers that I don't even know who it was at, you know, at some point, like sometimes I don't know their real names type of thing, you know, like, and of course you're, you're meeting whoever and they've got their real name, not, uh, Hulk Hogan. They're, they're who, who they are, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, they do charge a premium sometimes. I, I don't know what that's based on. If they just feel they're worth X, Y, Z, or that's what they charge for their time. That's fine. But I guess at the end of the day, the main decision that would be made is that if everybody's making something from it, it's going to be a great event. It's not going to be me and that person sitting there uh, with crickets in the background like, oh, we just paid this person, you know, I don't know, make up a, a number $1,500 and nobody wants an 8 by 10 by them. It's like, you know, it would really have to be um, worth it for both the talent and for the guys. And it's a lot of work, like I said. And, you know, there, there's um, sometimes there's travel, there's lodging arrangements, there's um, like there might be a, an upfront charge, which is not, you know, nothing crazy, believe me. But, but, um, but to do an interview for a virtual event, though. Well, just to do a straight interview without, you know, speaking to, you know, not like having guests come in and have them sign on about Just wanted to talk to a wrestler on live, right? And they said, pay me three, $400. I guess it would just really just depend on if they wanted to do an event like that. Are they making anything off of it? No. But if they wanted to do that, I think it might hype up their, you know, their credit of saying, oh, wow, they can get, you know, whoever, Ricky Steamboat to come on and BS with them for an hour. This is unbelievable. You know, so, I mean, even yeah. when we collectively get to talk to these people, it's like, my mind is blown. Like, sometimes I'm just like, you know, Mickey Mouse in the camera. You know, I got to speak to Razor Ramon one night, you know, when they did the signing after the signing, and I was like, uh, hi. Yeah, yeah, I mean, really, it, it was so like, oh my God, like, Razor Ramon is here right now. He is talking to me. Like, what's up, bro? And really, at the end of the day, you have to be professional. I mean, he was great. He did a great job, you know, and um, it really depends on, like, if you just wanted to do an interview type of thing, if it was three, $400 or whatever, sometimes, you know, they could be, you got to try to think of it as, like, they might, maybe, not saying yes or no, but if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, they may be able to be doing something else with their time versus in their, in their book, wasting their time with you to sit and talk for an hour or two or whatever the case is. Yep, that is exactly what Secrets just said. It does depend on what it does for your show. Will it gain subscribers? Most business operators are lost when they start. Yeah, that is so, so true. But my thing is, if I'm going to pay you to talk to me for 30 minutes, and I'm not, I don't, I feel like, all right, well, I don't think this person is going to post the flyer, or this guy or lady is not even going to at least spread the word as in a, in a 24 hour story, then I don't see the need for it because then it's like, it kind of falls on deaf's ears. Right. Like it just happened in your, you know, you met them in the parking lot somewhere and you yeah, run around like, telling everybody, Hey, guess who I saw? I can understand that too. But at the end of the day, they are the name. If you guys want to bring things to the next level, you know, not just you in general, they, I mean, or you guys, I mean, in general, like another, another yeah. team, the asylum or anybody, I think you just have to weigh the pros and cons of it. 
I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to do an a interview and you're going to get into it and you're going to talk about maybe, I don't know, a, a specific match or something or, you know, a situation that happened that's very uh, popular that people know about, you might want to have a chat with them before or talk to the manager, whatever the case is, and just say, hey, um, you know, I'd like here, we made up this poster, or we made up this uh, link or whatever, could you please blast it all over your social media? And you would hope that they would do that. And if they're not going to do it, it's either if you're just taking that as a, as a personal win, like, oh, I got to sit and talk to whoever, you know, and mm-hmm. I got this information and we have this on our podcast list of people that we talk to, then maybe that's enough. Maybe that's cool for you you guys or for us or whoever. But yeah. I think it's, you got to put money in sometimes to right. get. And really, you just don't, you know, it's in, a, in a live, vir- you know, virtual signing or whatever with the items and, you know, the time, sometimes the talent is limited on their time. But, I think in the, all of the guests that we've had, I forget, uh, I, I meant to know what number uh, meeting it is. Goldie would know. He's watching. He'll probably comment on it. I think it was like 20-something, if I'm not mistaken. And every single person that, that was like social media competent anyway, posted it, blasted it all over their stuff. They had it on their Instagram, their, their Facebook. They're everywhere. And I mean, they would share it live. And they, they actually, a lot of them did a live promo video real quick, 30 seconds. And we're like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, uh, we had Tori Wilson on January 30th. And that was her first virtual signing in all this time that we've been locked down for COVID and everything like that. And um, then she did a little blip video, 30 seconds. It was like, I'm going to do my first live virtual signing with the asylum wrestling store.com. Check me out, blah, blah. It, it took 30 seconds of her time. You know, but you would hope that they would do that for you if you were going to do you know, an interview or an event or something like that and have them there, then you would hope that they would do that for you in in return to the the money you're putting out, you know. Because as a fan, not every loss is a loss because even if you did put up the money and maybe, you know, you don't get the views that you think you were going to get because of the name, in the long run, if you're serious about what you're doing for your brand or if you're a part of a brand, and you like, well, I had the honor of interviewing um right there, exactly. Um Jesse Ventura. And it's like, wait, what? Then it's like, yeah, it's on my it's all over my YouTube. What's gonna happen? They're gonna go right back, they're gonna go into your catalog, check it out. Then it's like, oh snap, she interviewed X Pac um two weeks before Ventura. Now they're yep. checking out your old stuff, and it's like, oh man, where have I been this whole time? And they know exactly right. Which, you know, from another Avenue, they know each other. A lot of people, you know, these wrestlers know each other. They worked with each other for decades, half of them. And they'll be like, Oh, I have these, you know, these nobodies calling me up. Like they're talking to my manager. Who the hell are these people? Meanwhile, it's like, ah, I did a show with them. I made hella money. You know, like I had a great time. They were fantastic. They came, they flew down and helped me and walking through the process. And, you know, it's, we have such a good rapport with everybody that, you know, going forward at the beginning, did they know if they, I don't know what they put out at the beginning for the first show, let's say 500 bucks. I have no idea. I'm just making it up. But did they know we were going to be where we are right now? Hell no, they didn't know. But I mean, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Like when you have people like Bret Hart coming on your show. Yeah. And last May, you had no idea where this was even going to go. It was like mind blowing. Wait, you got the hitman? Yo. Mark? You got the excellence of execution? Wait, here, let's the- talk about what they have been having going on because 
Dan spilled it in the in the comments about a certain Dusty Rhodes coming along. Wait, wait, here we go. Yes, Woo. Yep. Tell That's going to be a huge show. Tell us about that. Tell us about February 20th. Next Listen, year. look at the picture right now. Like, when, while you, you guys sit and you guys watch every brand, right? You watch every show. Mm-hmm. When right. the hell would you think that somebody that you know or people that they know are going to be sitting live with this guy like arranging something like all right we, we want the people from our group and everybody on social media to be able to send their their items in or whatever and get an, a live autograph with you and chat with you for a few minutes like i mean how cool is this that's yeah, nothing, grew up, we that's grew up watching this guy we yes, still watch exactly you still watch him he's live he's on television you get to sit and talk to him from your from your living room or from the wrestling room whatever you're doing like how cool is this it's so exciting and wait, there's more. And wait, there's more. There's more. Sure hold, is. Hold on. Hold on. February, not February 4th. Bam! There he is. That covered that whole screen. That was just like... Yep. <laughs> it has to. Yeah, it has to. Oh, I mean, hell. The Asylum Wrestling you've Store. Got, you've got to appreciate the the gigantic, you know, honor this is to do this with this man. This is Bret Hart. I mean, unbelievable. This is very unbelievable. All right, let me take it off. We're not worthy of all this greatness right here. (laughs) We've got Ricky Steamboat also coming. Yo, I need to go wherever these places are that you do this. Listen, the asylumwrestlingstore.com, you need to go on there, check out everything that's coming up. You can follow them on um, Instagram in the Facebook group, The Asylum, or you can follow them on Instagram, uh, The Asylum 2019, I believe it's, it's at. And uh, everything's on there. There's um, shirts that are available, um, belts that are available sometimes for signature. Um, you know, the live meet and greet tickets are on there. And believe me, it is worth the money. There's nothing. I mean, I'm involved in the team that does this. And I get on sometimes with these people for my own things to get signed. And it's so like, oh, my God, <laughs> you feel like a little fangirl. Like, oh, like, ooh. it's really I mean, it, it's it's unbelievable because you're literally sitting there talking to them. And this is somebody that you grew up watching, somebody that you you pretended to be when you were younger. You know, and it's just like, whoa, how is this even possible? But it is. They're making it happen. It's unbelievable. You know. The crazy thing, my bad, yo, but the crazy thing about Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation is that not only is Bret the last of the Hart Foundation, but you got Natty. You got um, Brian Pillman Jr. I believe he's over at AEW. Davey Boy is is, is at a bidding war. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to go to NXT or if he's going to head over to NXT UK or go to SmackDown where Natty is. It's, it's, it's just so dope. It's like, yo, like I grew up watching these guys and it's cool to see that happening. Yeah. So, it really I mean? is. It's, it's, it's something else. It, it's something that, you know, I know when it all first started that they didn't they had no clue where it was going to go. But they even started with a you know, with a killer lineup. 
And it was maybe once a month. Now, you know, sometimes it's two, three, maybe sometimes four times a month. You know, it just really depends on who they've got on the roster, but they've got a killer lineup and more talent keeps coming and then they spread the word and then they're doing other events that are coming up. I mean, they even have a live event, I believe it's in Tennessee coming up where they're going to do a, um, I guess when they're going to be opening up a little bit more, you know, from COVID and everything, they're going to have like a, a live event where the guys are going to go down and they're going to have a table or two and they're going to have, um, you know, some talent with them. And you'll be able to go there by eight by 10, shake that maybe shake the hand. I don't really know, but you know, you know what I mean by shake their hand, but actually be in their presence. It's almost like an access like they do at WrestleMania. Listen, if I ever went anywhere where I could choose between shaking Bret Hart's hand or handing him a pair of shades to, to give me, I'm not shaking Bret's hand. I'm like, bro, listen, I don't watch <laughs> you walk, walk to the ring many a times. You are putting the shades on me. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, <laughs> I would love oh, to have breath on these. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. what we're doing right now? Damn, we didn't, I didn't prepare for that. <laughs> Who knew where the conversation was going to go? Yeah, and it's even got the thing on it. Where is it? Oh, shit. All right. Show off. All right. <laughs> All right, because Ray got a curfew today, so sort of, you know, a little bit of a curfew, even though it hasn't been a whole hour, Raymond. Um, I just want to see that, but um, SmackDown, Raw, NXT, you know, as Dan, as Daniel, I'm sorry, as David said in the beginning, Raw has been sucking lately. lately. Oh my God, lately, a lot. Lately, in the word. So track record. We gotta do this real quick before Ray hops off. How are we feeling about Raw this week? It's a it was a snooze fest. I mean, listen, it's so long and it's slow, and it's just. (laughs) I think that's the way to to you know talk about it. Unfortunately. Nothing, nothing, uh, revelating really. You know, I read, I read online that, um, Vince doesn't trust the new talent, talent, and that's why he's going with these former champions for the chamber. And it's just such a waste of time. The only thing that sucks about pay per views is that you can't, if you're watching it live, you can't skip it, right? That's the only thing that sucks. And even then, you kind of just change the channel for a little bit and just hop onto something else until. No, you just leave the room. Yeah, I leave the room. I go see who's doing what, and then I'll come back when when I as soon as I know what's the next match. Yeah, it's just wild. Like, first of all, let me see. Let me go back to the. I like I like when Paul Heyman was in position over at Raw. Because we were at least getting Alistair Black and, and Ricochet oh, and Andrade. Heyman is a great creative. And if they had him, first of all, I'm pretty sure we'll see more new talent. I really am sure he would try to bring the new talent back, especially at this point. You don't think Triple H should like, give him a little job title down in NXT? 
what is that going to do right now? NXT is the most thriving out of the three brands. As far as talent. Again, NXT is thriving along the fucking brands. What do you mean? They've been, though, for a long time. I mean, no, I know that, but it's like... Time where NXT was, I'd rather watch NXT than anything else. I, I, I still I feel like that. Death. No, I still feel like that. I just started watching AEW again because shout out to um six six XL. He's told me that I could watch AEW on the TNT app. So y'all oh, okay. to all the, the wrestling fans that could have told me I could have just seen it there instead of trying to find these illegal websites, please go fuck yourself. You know, you could watch the dark on um YouTube I, or something too. AEW Dark, because we watched that what is it on Tuesday night or something? When there's nothing on, whatever. I think it's Tuesday night that it's on or Thursday, whatever the hell. I don't know. Whatever day there's nothing on. We watch it on YouTube. After the after um what's it called? After AEW? Yeah. Yeah, but I think that you could watch it. I don't know if on we like watch Tuesdays. it the week before the episode or what. And then we watch it on Tuesday night when nothing's on or something. I don't know. I don't know. know when runs the show and he tells me, Yeah, we're gonna watch this. Okay. <laughs> they usually go live on Tuesday nights on YouTube. Could be, yeah. I mean, maybe that's when they're doing it. I'm not really sure. Mm. But he does. He comes home, and that's what we watch. So I just, you know, he's got it on. I sit and watch. Did anyone have a highlight though from Raw this week? That when it finished. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. What is it? Eleven o'clock. <laughs> as soon as the next show came on, it was the highlight of the night. Like, thank <laughs> God. Thank God. We're, you guys are so horrible. We're trying to <laughs> put some light on it. At least give them some type of... There's nothing exciting about the not, Raw can, Chamber can we, match. Can we, first of all, I'm not even ready for Elimination Chamber. And if we're going to keep it a buck with you, because what am I going to see right now? The most we've seen feuding is what? Sheamus and Drew McIntyre? Maybe that'll be the highlight, though. I mean, if we if if we have to pick, if we have no other choice but to pick one, then yeah, it's Sheamus and freaking Drew McIntyre. I mean, I, I'm happy to see Sheamus back in action, though. I always liked him. Yeah, even mm-hmm. when he was paired up with Cesaro, he, he was he's he's a great um athlete, you know. He's a great wrestler. And then on top of that, you have Shane. That, that I, I remember watching Raw now. That's how bad it was where I forgot I saw Raw. I'm looking here at the highlights. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do remember this. God damn it, WWE. You need to get your shit together, B. For me to be sitting here and not even remembering, like, I was dead ass asking, Ray, what did I watch this week? <laughs> that's, how, like, that's how titillating it was. Didn't AJ fight Jeff Hardy for, like, the 15th millionth time? Yeah, but he, um, so... When Shane came out on Monday to talk about how homie homie Drew was going to do the Elimination Chamber match to defend the title, he kind of threw sprinkled in there um, when he said the chance of Drew losing the title before Mania is going to be phenomenal, meaning there's going to be some type of buildup, whatever happened at Elimination Chamber, because AJ Styles defeated Jeff Hardy to become... Part of the Elimination Chamber showdown. So right here, WWE is already dropping the ball on the bullshit. Um, they go through waves where it's like it, it becomes like a you can't miss, and then it's like, I why I am I even miss. watching this? 
Yeah, exactly. I wish I, I didn't even put this on. But, you know, it's almost one of those things like why have they been on for, you know, decades is because people are still watching it, whether it's good or bad. It doesn't really matter. You have to see what happens next, whether it's yeah. a three hours of sucking or it's a three hours of amazingness. So you can't even believe what you just watched. It just is what it is. If you're going to be a fan, you're going to be there for what? The good and the bad and the and the amazing moments and the, the draw moments. That's going to be like, uh, <laughs> is it time for bed yet? But you watched it, right? You were there for it. I mean, yeah. we were there for it. Like, that's how you, it's like being a WWE fan is like being a Mets fan right now. Not for me. Well, you're just there for it. If you like them, you like them. I mean, don't even get me started. I'm a Steelers fan, so I don't know what the hell happened this year, but we're still Steelers fans. <laughs> you be. It's like watching WWE ladies. Well, like watching the Super Bowl. Nothing exciting happened. Speaking um, of, I didn't even watch that. No, the Giants weren't playing, so there you go. Yo, I only watch it just so I can see the weekend this year. Uh, oh, yeah, I, no, she I, was fanning out. Katie was fanning out so much that she managed. I know. To, uh, <laughs> she managed to capitalize off of her fanning. <laughs> and it, it was great. It was great. First of all, the first time being a weekend fan actually paid off. It was a swipe <laughs> fest. <laughs> oh my god! No, but football used to be good too pre-COVID. Um, no. I think the last time I saw a Super Bowl was before the Falcons one. Was it the Falcons one that was on Mom's birthday that had the the SpongeBob theme? The spot with Adam Levine having the SpongeBob intro. You know what? You lost me there. I, I don't know. I watch it every year. I have no idea what's going on. We just yeah. I didn't even know that even needed to do the ball. Right. Charlotte Flair and Lacey. I really feel like they were trying to pull the. She's going to be Rick Sugar Baby, and it's not just a casual friendship. Because we all know that Mr. Rick Flair has had about like three, 4,000 partners at this point. It was like used to be 300 at one point. Uh, it's been quite a few years. Social so, media ruins everything. We all damn well know that Lacey Evans is married. I mean, yeah, but just for the it, sake it, of You life. know, the thing is this, right? I watched this, and when I, when I, when I, you know, Given my two cents, it's I'm speaking from someone who can see this shit happening before it happens. This is final destination for me. I just like, I can't I can't talk from a fan's perspective because it's really hard to be a fan when social media has made it impossible to be a fan. But then again, that's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, because I saw the key fame just went down the drain. There's no such thing as keyfabe because just look, let me give you an example. The whole Rusev, Lana, Bobby Lashley thing, right? Had they uh -huh. divorced, they would <laughs> Had they actually divorced, that shit would have been everywhere. Right. But because we know, and damn, Lana, I know you ain't built like that. How is your shadow bigger than you? Oh, no, it's Rusev in the background in the light area. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I can't speak from a fan's perspective because it's really difficult to remain a fan nowadays when it's just like, oh, all right. For a perfect example, Roman versus Kevin Owens. I knew Roman was going to um pull the ref into that, that part of the stage, you know, the shit that knocked the ref out. Because for some reason, they focused the camera shot too much in that area. And I was like, yo, there's something, there's something 
weird about you know when you see something it's like well why is that table in this scene too much lo and behold they use the table so is that once the the once um shot and you got that that shit there then it's like something's gonna happen with that with that stage prop lo and behold to kill the 10 count which was a 15 count roman pulled the ref the ref got hit knocked out oh oh did i not see it happening it's just you know it's real difficult to be a fan and some things don't that's why it's like when um when roman was feuding with um jay Uso, i was glued in for that because it was see, that was know. actually interesting but that yeah. was actually interesting though for everybody who's ever had a problem with their cousin you know or family so, relative it's a family fight right exactly yes. it's, it's so, in and it and people can relate to it that's why yeah like did any like you know i have i have i have brothers there's been times where i've you know what i mean like we have our you know brotherly moments so what happened oh, you can you can relate brett brett versus owen this is like yo i want to punch my brother in the face because i think i'm better than him oh yeah. so it's like you know when it's when the storylines like that that's what it's like yo i'm this is this is what i'm talking about But I'm not gonna lie though. I think my favorite thing about Raw this week is when they finished after <laughs> Raw pause. Um, no, mm. I had to pause. No, I had wow. to. Wow. Um. So Nia Jax hurt her bum in a fight with Lana. <laughs> my home. My home. My home. So the company called Tushy made her an offer following the whole incident. Tushy, a company that provides... That was good. Katie, that was good. The whole incident. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> um, Tushy, a company that produces bidets used for washing the lower regions of the human body, issued the following press release in response to Nia Jax hurting her hole on WWE Raw. Dear Nia Jax, I saw... Which inspired last night during Raw, my condolences to your uh, uh, hole that looked like it hurt. To help ease some of your pain, I'd like to send you a free Tushy Spa 3.0 bidet to install. I imagine things are a bit tender up there right now with lots of sensitive nerve endings. Wiping with a dry tissue may irritate and damage the area further. With the Tushy Spa 3.0, you can spray your bum with water. It'll help feel cleaner. Fresher and healthier in no time. We can also send you a Tushy Travel, a portable bidet, perfect for people who poop when they're out and about to have in hand just in case you need it, as long as your pain persists. Lastly, we'd love to speak to we'd love for you to be a Tushy brand ambassador and speak to many to the many features our bidded offers athletes. Please let me know if you're interested in a free Tushy and a free Tushy Travel, and I'll send one to you ASAP. Feel free to check out our assortment of products at www.hellotushy.com. Cheers, Mickey, founder from Tushy. You know what's crazy, yo? I'm surprised the home. By the way, I'm surprised the homies over at Pornhub didn't offer to fix that problem for her. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't happen if you were. Properly trained. I'm sure she's getting all types of solicitations right now. 
All types. <laughs> Them DMs must be going crazy. Um, let's go to NXT. Raymond and Secrets, I have a question for you guys, right? Maybe because I've been out of the loop for a while and I just started going back to watching NXT AEW, like I get my when my my weekly fellow wrestling pause. Um wasn't the May Young Classic supposed to be the same thing as the Dusty Rhodes Classic, but yet for females? No, the May no. Young. Mm, the, mm. Because mm. why are there two Dusty Road Classics for tag teams then? Because the women now have a chance. This is the first time the the ladies get their um get their tournament. They never had this before. Now is when they're having it for the ladies as well. So the May Young Classic wasn't for tag teams at one point. No, there was no, not for the female tag teams. Yeah, single single competitors. Okay, that's what I wanted to clear out because I wanted to understand better. Because like I felt confused. I'm like, but didn't they do something with the tag teams for the May Young Classic as well? No, you you had the the women's pay per view where there okay. were tag team matches. Yes, but it wasn't like a tournament. It wasn't in tournament. It was just an all women's pay per view. Now the Dusty Road Classic not only does have the men's um tag team competition, but it also has the the ladies um um competition, tag team competition. Okay, now I understand that better. Um, so NXT figured out the last of their so the people for the semifinals, mm. um, for this weekend. For vengeance, for Valentine, uh, for the NXT Vengeance Day. So we currently have. Hold on, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. We have Ember Moon and Shati Blackheart versus Dakota Kai, and who else? Right? I'm sorry. Um, Sasquatch. Um, stop calling her Sasquatch and tell me the actual name, because that's why I was trying to refrain from saying that. I'm sorry. I just don't remember her name at the at the moment. Um, oh, damn, what is her name? Isn't her last name like Gon- Gonzalez? Like, Gonzalez. there you go. That's all you had to say. I kept saying why you kept calling her Sasquatch. I'm sorry, <laughs> she'll crush me. That was honestly my favorite match of the whole thing, too, to tell you the truth, because I had the most action out of everyone, in my opinion. Um, even though they got a B plus for it, I'm pretty sure that shit deserved an A. Because Ember Moon really took it. Like, she wasn't kicking out for shit, B. It's about time that they brought her back on. I always liked her when she was out, you know, before. It's like they, they take a huge sabbatical and then they come back. And you're not really sure if they could pull it off again. But I'm glad she does. I like her. I always liked her. And I love that she paired up with Shotzi because I always saw Shotzi just badass. I mean, who the yeah. fuck in? Like the last time I saw someone rolling in was a tank with the the Generation X. So, right, right, and I, a lot of people like her. I mean, yeah, not Shanti's only dope. pretty as hell, and you know, just you know, a big deal. No, David um, liked the old theme better. I'm sorry, I kind of really like the whole military tank shit. Be wait, no, which old theme? Ember Moon's old theme. Even then, when we talk about Ember Moon when she first came out to NXT, or we talk about Ember Moon's old theme when she was like on the main roster. Nah, I I I could say that I liked Ember Moon, um, when she first came to NXT. 
Oh yeah, no, she was more raw. Pause. Hey, <laughs> Daddy wouldn't mind that. Oh God. That's, <laughs> what to, that's what I'm trying to hear her say. Um, yeah, Ember Moon's original. Yeah, because she was she was what? Um, War Goddess. That's that's that was her like. Her, yeah, her, her like the, the orange uh, contacts and yeah, the color in her hair and all that. I don't know where that figure is. I got it here somewhere. That's when you know. Oh, that's when you know. Secrets is boiling. It's like I can't even find it. We got so many damn toys. <laughs> yeah, like oh, here we go. Here we go. There's so many action figures. Oh, here we go. Here she go. Yeah, she had like the um, she had the Mortal Kombat mask and shit. Yeah. Oh. More new finds. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because even with her attitude now, it's like it's kind of like, eh, I don't know whether to think you're a, a baby or you're a heel. You kind of it's almost like you came back, but you went back to NXT with this. Ain't nobody better than me. Well, you weren't doing that on the main roster. David said I have three of them. Of the figures? I bet you do. It was like hell. Goldie knows that it's like hell to find figures out on the pegs here where we live. I mean, really anywhere in Jersey. It's just ridiculous. But I think actually we, we probably have to buy this off somebody. One <laughs> is MOC. What is MOC? Uh, mint on card, which means that the box is perfect and the figure stays in the box. So it's mint. Okay. And then one and then one uh one that he takes out of the box to display loose. Okay. That's right. We have some of those. So we would do one one we're we're MOC collectors, obviously, all the boxes. Um that the figure stays mint and typically the boxes are, you know, uncut with the box cutter and they're perfect edges and everything like that. And then we usually buy a separate one. It doesn't matter what the box looks like. And we just take the figure out because it's still a mint figure if it's not in the box, but it's just loose and, and complete typically. That it's got all the uh, the um, accessories and everything. So real quick though, NXT Championship to, is to be defended tomorrow on Vengeance Day. Finn Balor versus P. Dunn. That's going to be a sick match. It is going to be a sick match, but I'm still rooting for Finn. I know you're a P. Dunn fan. But we need to agree to disagree right now. No, no, I'm a fan of both. That's why it's like I know it's gonna be a sick match. Like I'm still, I'm sorry. I love the the demon in NXT. I really am hoping what you said about Edge going for the title happens. I and- me too. I don't see I don't see a reason for Edge to to challenge um Drew McIntyre or who else is the champion Roman. Or, or Roman Reigns. I don't see. They're, it's still and they're still tied up in storylines. That's why to me it's like I, I want to answer from a fan's perspective, but it's like yo, like it makes no sense because they're still tied up in storylines. The only thing that I can honestly see is yo, it makes sense, perfect sense for Edge to go fight down in NXT. Also, Beth Phoenix is down there. I feel like that's what they're gonna do. That's why they keep stalling and saying till after Elimination Chamber. But part of me thinks that tomorrow. Once one of them wins, you're gonna find Edge fucking shit up. Yeah, cause who knows? Maybe maybe these guys might cause Finn Balor the match. Um, and Edge will be face to face with Pete Dunne. He's gonna let him know. And also, it also brings star power down to NXT. Even if it's a, even if it's not a long, like if it's not a crazy run. I knew what you were gonna I, do. Hey. 
Hey, I stopped myself though. You fucked yourself. I hey, it it, it, it stopped. Um, See? even even if he doesn't, David even if he Edge and Finn will be the best. That's what I'm saying. That's what we need. That's why I I see it, it makes more sense for Edge to go right down to NXT. It doesn't. I, it makes no sense. And plus, these guys are still tied up in storylines. That's why I can't you see. Stop it. saying going down to NXT because NXT is like the brightest star that they got now. It's actually no, going I mean, over I mean to yeah, even, I'm even you know an even like, keel. We you that, say they, go back down to developmental. Right, like, no, no, it, yeah, no. I don't mean like going down to NXT like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. putting them like on a lower level. I'm just right, saying like, we used to because that was the thing, but now they're all even yeah. Like, NXT, I, like I see it as. I see it as stadium status and going. You know, I'm gonna go down the road right over here where where right, it's right, right, right. That's that. That's what I really mean by that. Right. But it makes perfect sense for Edge to go to NXT. That's that's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm rooting for. But yeah, who, got an also, too, also too, Edge did have that face to face with Karrion Cross in the parking lot. That's what I'm saying. It makes perfect sense for Edge to go to NXT. I mean, Edge is a star no matter where he goes. It really doesn't make a difference. Like, it's Edge. No, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, he, wherever he comes, it's going to be a, a hoopla. For, you like, know, you know he lost, like, I'm sorry, guys. I know he lost the title. Not like he lost it and then he lost it, like, from losing a match. He lost it because he had to relinquish because of his injuries, right? But in the end of the day, does it really matter which title he captures? It's, no. That that's my opinion because everyone talks about oh the belt he lost the belt he lost I'm like yo but you already saw it because I was having this debate with someone like yo you're here looking like yo Roman like for him to fight Roman or whatever to get the belt one he never got the universal title but the universal title means jack shit the way they they since since it popped right you know, I have no the only person I could ever respect holding that title. As was Kevin Owens because he was the only one that held it long enough and it wasn't like a whole one, two, three type thing. Right. That's the only person I could respect. And I'm not saying that because Kevin Owens is one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, but he still is. <laughs> but, but no, it's true though. How many how long how Roman's reign on with it might be like the same exact amount. Finn Balor only had the thing for like 20 minutes before they took that shit off him. That happens exactly. sometimes with the titles, and that's what that that's why a lot of times it's almost like why it's better. And I think a lot of the legends will tell you this that it's like their storylines are more important than holding the strap or how long they held the title because they could have it for five minutes or five years. And really, at the end of the day, are you going to really remember if they held it for 225 days or whatever the hell they do now? Or are you going to remember if they had it for 15 minutes? No. It, they they stake their name in how involved they are in, in a storyline or in an event or when they make those moments. The, the straps, you know, like they talk about how many times um, they, they always ask, like, who should have had a title run or who, who should have held the title uh, that never did? That was a huge star. They never held the title, but they were a huge star still, you know? Yeah, it's like, um, who? Cena had it, like, what, 15 times? And Taker only had it, like, what, maybe five, six? Something like that? But who's who's 
You know what I mean? Whose legacy? And that's what Undertaker even talked about that with um on the the Steve Austin um podcast. It's you know he he enjoyed the build up more than actually having the title. Right, because once you have it, you have to defend it now versus having the build up and people coming after you for it and everything like that. And I mean, it it goes to show you right there with the Ric Flairs of the world, which you know. Cena, I think, is the only one that's up there that has held titles close enough to Flair. The thing is that even if Flair, I think, in my opinion anyway, what does that mean? I don't know to anybody. But I think that Flair was such a big personality and such a big storyteller in his wrestling and in his promos and everything that it wouldn't even matter if he ever held the, the title. Yes, it's, 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 an, it's a credit to his uh, character and to all his hard work, but at the end of the day, who the hell would it like Rick Flair if he never held the strap? Everybody would like him. It doesn't matter. He's Rick Flair. Yeah. yeah. Um, NXT Women's Championship. Io Shirai versus Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Secrets, who you got for this? I like Tony Storm. See, this is why we meant to be. Okay, continue. <laughs> I like her. I like her. The fans like her. She's going on. A, a determining factor a lot of times, I think. You know, she'll sell more merchandise, she'll sell more, you know, airtime. And I think, you know, I, I think it's it's time for a push. Why not? She looks good. How good she does? Oh, my God. Yeah, she does. <laughs> oh, my God. Raymond, I already know who you're getting, but, like, tell it to the world. Well, I got to be biased to the, for, for the homie since the MySpace days. I got to go with Mercedes Martinez. Io Shirai had the title. Tony Storm had the UK um, title. Mercedes is the only one out of the three that never held the title. And plus, once again, it's the homie, Boricua. You know what I mean? So I got I to gotta be biased. My, my vote is on Mercedes Martinez. I think it's going to be good, for sure, regardless of really who takes it. And yeah. that's the thing that I mean, like, I don't mind really even who's wrestling, but as long as it's good, not boring, like, let's go. If EO loses, do you think that's an indication of her going up to the main roster? I don't think she's ready for the main roster yet. Yeah, I was going to say, not not always. Sometimes it's just not their time. It's not their push. So it could just be because she, you know, she lost because she lost. It wasn't, it wasn't part of the, uh, you know, the script. Or also, you got to remember, you you know how sometimes they like to put the belt on them because they just got more merch it sold. You That's know, true too. maybe she's also losing her momentum because I'm not going to lie. Whenever I hear something about NXT lately, dude, I forgot Io Shirai is the fucking champion. I keep hearing about Tony Storm. So clearly and, and, and it may be her time that like I was saying, it might be her time to shine now. And who knows? You know, that. That is one of the things that you could think that it's going to be anybody, but sometimes they surprise you. Sometimes people just know because they know, you know, mm -hmm. who's going to win because they just know. But other times you're like, oh, and every now and then they do surprise you and you're sitting there like, all right, all right. Do y'all enjoy this Eel Shirai as a baby or as a heel? I think I would need to really see her as a heel. Damn. I would. I need you to. You have been out of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> like bro, you gotta remember, I've been watching NXT three weeks only. The last, like, since I made like the actual time to do this, 
Yeah, no, I think I think for this character, for this look on EO, I liked her better as a heel. I like her overall. I think EO's dope. In fact, I hope they build up Zaya Lee. Um, I hope they build up Zaya Lee to where, you know what I mean? Like they can start giving her the push that, you know. But EO, I for for this look, it works much better as a heel. Because she yeah, became a likable, she became a likable heel to where then that's when they flipped that switch and gave her back a baby push. I feel like I don't know why, and I feel like it's a hit or miss when they have like the international talent come in. Because you have people like Shinsuke, right? Who plays a good heel, but just can't talk much. But you can understand, though, what he's about, right? But then you have... I can never picture Ashka heel. I, like, that's, like, the type of wrestler I can never picture heel. So, for me, like, I guess I would have to really, like, go back and look at the videos with Yo Shirai, Shirai eh, with heel for that, for that to be believable to me. You know, because it's not like it goes back to the point we were making before. WWE doesn't want to take the time to build up the new talent. Because, once again, they're a conglomerate. They really don't care. They only, let's be real, they care about numbers. They care about merch. But okay. it's so crazy because you got some of these talents that are coming from Japan and the indie scene that have the name. And then when they get there, is it's like what we were talking about with Valid um, last week. Is like what you do, what you do outside of this company. Once you get here, that doesn't matter. But then it's like, but then you you kill what was being built for fifteen years. Yep. Because that's what happened to Kinsuke, Unfortunately, he was one of the baddest ass wrestlers over oh. there, and he came here. And yes, he came out hot and everything. But then, like when he was in know, that, they really did good with him. They yeah. bought up to the roster and I was okay for a little bit until he kicked and what was it he had punched um AJ Styles in the neck nah it, it was it was that a low blow and, yeah that I was gonna say the same thing once Shinsuke won the rumble went to Mania and lost and especially what happened after the loss it was like oh all right I'm done they 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 ruined Shinsuke Nakamura Fun fact, people forget that Shinsuke actually fought Brock Lesnar in Japan. In New Japan. And that's Fun what I'm saying. Fact. It was such a huge deal over there. The, the, the U.S. people that didn't, don't even watch New Japan or whatever, which I'm not a huge fan of New Japan, but like I do know some of the names. We don't watch it. But um, if you don't know these people and then they come over, you think that they're like, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura off the street. <laughs> and you have no idea who he is. Meanwhile, as a freaking champion over in New Japan one of the baddest-ass wrestlers ever over yeah. there. And, you know, the style's different, which is a big deal because U.S. wrestling here, even WWE wrestling, is much slower than New Japan wrestling. It's a much faster pace, and they can't keep up there because that's not what we're used to anyway here. So it becomes a huge problem, and, and he didn't fit in correctly, although he is still a big name. I mean, he's got like, uh, what, six figures or something like that? They even put him in the Defining Moments line, which mm. like only legends are in the Defining Moments line, but Shinsuke Nakamura's got one. So he must have one hell of a contract. 
Word. Um, wait. Sorry, I had I had I was listening to the conversation, lost my page. Um, Gargano versus Kushida. I think Gargano is a pussy, so I'm already giving this to Kushida, especially after what I saw in that debacle on on uh Wednesday. I'm sorry, we already knew for a fact that your arm wasn't broken because the way you were moving it and sling my guy. That was the worst promo I've ever seen in my life. They had females <laughs> carry him like he was all hail the mighty redwood or whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. If I could have if I had any input on that script, I'm like, nah, we don't need William Regal out there. We need our truth to come out and have a back and forth for Gargano. I would have enjoyed that more than Regal out there trying to make a film. Oh. And then have what? Have Rosenberg go get the title back from our truth? <laughs> nah, have have Regal have Regal take it off of truth. <laughs> Anybody could take it off of truth. That's been passed around more times than I don't even know what. I think it's great. I really thought it was going to be a flop at the beginning when I saw the concept and everything, but I love it. I think it's great. I love that Rosenberg got that. That was great. Did Why you not? The Michael K show where Rosenberg got beat up and dragged out with the, t- like he went into his hotel, like Truth went to his hotel room and messed him up. Just I, to get the title back. I know I know Rosenberg doesn't have it anymore though. Yeah, so I'm gonna send you the link after this. Um, but it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, but that's the thing. See, that's one of those things that it, it, it sticks in there. And like I said, I, I didn't think it was gonna be a big deal. I thought it was gonna be something stupid, floppy, and then they just retire the belt and call it a day. But it's actually very funny. It's entertaining and really at the end of the day, anybody can have it, which is funny. They don't even have to be like wrestling people, which is even more funny, you know. We were about to. We were waiting to see if Rosenberg was gonna make it on the plane. So the moment he went to High Ninety Seven, because I knew I know people that worked there. I was trying to take the belt off him. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, if they have a ref available, then they can just take anybody down. <laughs> they can take the belt off anybody. It's awesome. I, th- I think it's a really good. Whoever came up with that is very good. I, it uh, brings some levity to you know otherwise boring shit half the damn time. You know. Yeah. Why not? It's something stupid, but you're always going to remember that, right? When you're talking about wrestling 30 years from now, you would be like, remember the 24-7 title? And you're going to sit and laugh because it's funny and it's entertaining. I mean, listen, only... only Who can forget little Jimmy? He saved little Jimmy. Oh, God, little Jimmy. Listen, if I got (laughs) little first of all, it sounds so wrong. Yeah, it's terrible. There's got to be a pause in there somewhere, Ray. Come on. I can't even say... I I can't. It's... it's, That's WWE. I, I... you know, someone I, was I, in there. Look, someone was looking down while taking a dump, and was like, "Oh snap, I got it." Hey, truth, you're gonna run around with an imagination friend called Little Jimmy. Don't ask me how I got. I came across the name. Just know that shit was going down. That's it, and they do it, and you know, again, it'll be a a, a, a memorable piece of of his history. You know, when he goes into the Hall of Fame eventually, it's gonna be a big deal. Okay, guys, I'm going to let you pick the, the brand that we're going to talk about last because I've already made it past race curfew and he hasn't killed me yet. No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Everything groovy. Oh, so we could do both? All right, cool. SmackDown because I want to leave AEW for last. <laughs> How the fuck were we feeling about yesterday? Because I heard it was a whole lot of pussy shit. I can't even, I can't even begin to tell you what happened yesterday because my mind wasn't, my mind wasn't there and I didn't watch it. 
Like, what are we doing with all these matches? Like, the only thing, first of all, I'm not gonna lie, they could have done better with the with the match with Biggie and Apollo. They fought again. So Biggie versus Apollo, and then he like he went to go show up to Apollo, and then Crew stayed at ringside while Biggie took control of the match with Nakamura, and then in the middle of the match. Cruz got on the apron for the distraction, took Nakamura. Uh, Nakamura got an advantage, kicking him to the head. And then, of course, you know, in normal WWE fashion, Apollo Cruz did uh, the dirty once he was down. He did the they dirty once he was Biggie down. alone and give him the push. Like, leave can... him alone, give him the push. <laughs> First of all, I think they should have kept they should have kept the strap on Apollo a little while longer. And then how it could have been something where instead of it was Biggie and Sami Zayn, because I still found that really weird for the title match, it could have been like Apollo Cruz versus Big E. And just because based on their wrestling styles, I feel like it just would have been a good match. I think it would have been a good match. Like just title wise, like had that storyline played out somehow, you know. Now it's just like, okay, it feels like you're not putting, like, you really just don't know where to put Apollo right now. And that really sucks because Apollo is a good wrestler. But I just think that Apollo is just stale. It's, it's, it's time for it. It's long overdue, but Apollo just needs to fully go heal. Like, no, he feels like that that sticks with it. Maybe they WWE doesn't gotten it through his head, their heads to get to do it. You know, I just think Apollo is a great wrestler. So however way he spins it, but stop wasting time on it. Before they release him. Bro, I'm surprised they even gave Cesaro a push yesterday. I'm surprised Daniel Bryan tapped out to the sharpshooter. You know Daniel Bryan and Edge is part of the creative team, right? What? You didn't know that? What? Yeah, I was reading I read online that they're part of the creative team. Biggie Biggie going um Dolo. Who pissed off Vince Jeremy Cotton? Who pissed That's off one of my brothers from the asylum too, Jeremy. Besides I, Gronk. <laughs> I just want to know who hasn't pissed off Vince at this point. I'm pretty sure Ricochet sold a move too much and Vince probably got upset. Yeah. But see, they even dropped the ball on Ricochet, man. Selena Vega pissed off Vince, and guess who suffered? Alistair Black. Alistair Black. That is so sad. That makes me sick. Wait, wait what? The, I thought when the when you said Selena Vega fucked it up for Alistair Black? You know they're dating, right? They're married. They're not dating. They're married? Oh. I, listen, first of all, I'm just happy that Keith Lee and Mia Yim got engaged, even though that's horrible for me. But Let's see how long before that, before that affects everything. <laughs> but... I didn't know that to tell you the truth because all I knew about her was she was. Oh, from- I told you that recently. 
you know you I yeah i told you a couple months back you didn't know no. that they were together i was Bro, like what I I don't even remember what I ate for dinner yesterday. You can tell me to remember something from four months ago. But Keith I Lee. Please remember who you spoke to today who just realized about a week of bullshit that passed and I was calm. So you really going to think I'm going to remember what you told me two months ago? <laughs> now Keith Lee and Mia Yim are engaged. But yo, good job to Zelina Vega to making a goddamn OnlyFans so she could make money for herself because WWE wasn't giving it to her. Alistair Black was. Boom! Hello! Hello! Oh man, I'm done with this fucking shit. Um, Chris <laughs> Collins is back! Chris yeah. Collins came back for the Rumble. Seth Rollins wanted to pop up where the fuck he did, but now he finally came back. He wants. He said he realizes he is the great leader of SmackDown, and this is and he is what they need to be great. Well, like I said, sure, soon, sure. sooner or later, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. I don't. I personally just don't want to see that again in no capacity. It's a superior. It's a superior match. It, that's see, but that once again would only have to be if they both have a title, and I would only see that in a Survivor Series type of match. Seth if, doesn't have the title. Roman does. Um, that's what I'm saying. Though I'm telling you, let homie go to Raw. Let Seth go to Raw, or let Roman go to Raw. And have them verse champion to champion because I'm tired of seeing the the Fox friendly won't allow it. The friendly, you know, the friendly handshake. You know, let's do this. You know, we're still brothers. I don't want to see all that. I want to see you both as heel, both heels hating each other, fighting it to the death right now. That well, I don't think we're gonna get that. That's I think the, we're gonna get a heel versus heel. That's what I'm saying. That's what I want. I'm saying I don't want the kumbaya bullshit no but more. But you're, you're saying that you want either either or to go to Raw. Fox is not going to allow it. Fox could kiss my ass respectfully. Fox is not going to allow it. Over USA, Fox is not going to allow it. Vince is not going to allow it. The really Friday Night Messiah. At this point. And it's been a snooze fest, so. Whew. Like um, three hour show. Don't matter. Yeah. Remember, yeah. I told you the only thing that changed was the color of their shirts, B. Not but the isn't isn't um aren't they doing way better on YouTube than they actually doing um during like you know shows? Like I, I was reading a comment and someone had pointed that out. Like Who is? You know, who's doing better? Yeah, WWE. Um Based off the YouTube um, numbers, see, I don't like run like back. You talking about like running the show back or what? No, like um, the 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 numbers. Oh, my Nitro went three hours. Um, when damn, how how did? Because I was reading, I was reading something where it's like people have been complaining about the ratings for SmackDown, Raw, NXT being low, but their viewership. On YouTube, yeah, that is what makes up for the lack of ratings. Not, not really. 
Not really, and I'm going to tell you that from a business aspect, right? Social media can only get you, but so far. Um, and yes, WWE is rated out of all the sports conglomerates we're talking about. Because even though it's sports entertainment, it's still wrestling is still a sport. So out of all the conglomerates of, of sports, WWE has the highest on YouTube and social media. Yes, granted. But that doesn't mean shit to the people in the networks that are paying for them to have these shows done. So they still need to have it executed to the point where if you're getting all these numbers on social media, there should not be no problem for you having it on that on, on our network. And if that's the case, why don't you go back to having the app strictly for all your content? But that, that Vince is going to be thinking greedy because he wants the money from there too. Oh, get ready. WWE Network on Peacock. Well, could be. Why not? I think eventually AEW is going to have an app also when they have enough content. I mean, they've got, you know, once a month uh, pay-per-views already. You know, they're, they're, they just passed a year, right, in October? Yeah. So I'm actually waiting for that to come up. I mean, I don't think they have enough content at the moment, unless they're just going to stream every single week's uh, episodes or whatever, plus the pay-per-views. But, uh, you know, people will pay it. Listen, it is what it is. It's just like people pissed off that they raised the price of WWE Networks or whatever there was, but the amount of content that they have rights to is not just WWE stuff or WWE, <clears throat> excuse me, F stuff. Yeah, you're it's, watching stuff you know, from they are watching they got smoking mountain wrestling stuff. They've got, I mean, a million things. People are going yeah. to pay for it. So, in reality, this is what people need to realize, and this is what you and I talk about a lot, Ray. We're in the, especially because of the COVID, the rise of the digital era came sooner than expected. When I told you that I told you a year ago, B, and this wasn't even just about wrestling. It was just about life. That we, we before the pandemic, that we're going to be seeing, because you were like, Katie, why don't you go out and do certain things like a network? And I'm like, yo, because one day we're going to get somewhere where the internet's just going to fucking take over everything. That they're going to make shit so you can get, still have a TV, but why the fuck do I need to pay cable? If my fire stick that I had jailbroken has everything I ever wanted. Right, and it's like that for most people right now. Yeah. I mean, we can't have gas for cable. All I got is internet. And that's that and that's why. But now because the pandemic happened, everyone just said fuck cable and started watching shit off the internet. Yep. That, so Vince is here playing the puppet master of business. While the, in the Nielsen rating, they're stating that, that, that NXT is low compared to AEW. And we all know the moment that Vince says, yo, I'm with it for the wrestling collaboration like the rest of the world is doing, which is leading to our next topic of AEW. You know, if Vince was able to do that and collaborate, then his numbers would go back up. Yeah, I agree. But he's not going to do that because he's a greedy SOB. But AEW, though. Never say never. You know? You never know what they're going to do. I never wish ill on people. So I'm knocking on tons of wood. Pause. Hey. I'm Greek, so for me, I have to make that disclaimer. Like, I I very much believe in spirituality when it comes to that, because I feel like I still think my mom is a witch, low-key. 
Like she talks about how shit's about to happen. No, but I she talks about shit happening and then it happens. So in our in my culture, it's called like maizas that there's still people that could speak into it. So I never want to speak ill of someone. So, mm. but I'm I know the moment Vince is no longer on this earth, and once again, I'm not praying for your downfall, B. The mo but like Ray said last week with Valid, the moment Triple H and Shawn Michaels and the creative that are that were there to actually experience it, get helm and get their hands on it, then that's when it's gonna be better. But we have another, and it's sad to say if the network doesn't run them down, we have another 10, 15 years before that. Because Vince is what seventy something. That man is that man's still in great physical shape. We're not gonna get rid of him for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Vince, Vince is Vince, and he's Vince is the reason why we still have WWE today. Whether we want to, no, we want acknowledge that, boy. No, no, like, you know, we, 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 you know, we have our feelings about these shows, <laughs> but at the end of the day. It's Vince. But, you know, God forbid, you know, not to try to rush not the, end, the, end, the end of his life. Don't flag WWE will be in great hands, Um, you know, after Vince's sailed the earth. And I truly believe Triple H is in line for it. And with that comes Sean. And with that comes NXT. Oh, it'll be the rise of motherfucking NXT. NXT will be on the map and Raw will be like the lower tier show. I'm telling you that from now. I prefer NXT over the over SmackDown and Raw anyway, so. And now, yeah. And now in the world where everything makes somewhat of sense and it's actually interesting to watch on a Wednesday night. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. Where we say this every episode. Yeah. Um, we are here for the AEW, and I've never been so excited to talk about AEW. Now that I've been able to see it, it just feels fucking amazing. It's like the like you know it was there, you weren't allowed to see it, but now that you have it, it's like so fucking amazing to me. You. Yo, I'm sorry. Side note, corny thing for me to say. Oh god! Every time I, every time I hear AEW, I just think of root beer. Yo, that's <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I heard it and I was like, "Yo, damn, root beer." Even okay. I know it's A N W, but never mind me. Proceed. So, in the world where you could watch all your your classics, your favorite wrestlers, people you, you want the shock effect, you get two different sets of tag teams from different universes. AEW had a good day the other day, though, even if it was a little snoozy. We had Darby and Darby versus Joey Janela. Um, and they and they got a B from Bleacher Report, by the way. So that's how you know it was good. But it was really high, high impact, and it really got my attention, especially being one of the first matches of the evening. Um... What did you guys think of it? 
I love Darby Allen, so I've been a fan of him. I think we talked about that last time since he was in uh what's it called? Evolve, right? That's where he came from. Yeah. I believe so. And uh I mean, I've always been a fan. I'm glad that, you know, he came to the forefront, that he's in a main company and he's not in some, you know, listen, not for nothing, indies are where everybody comes from eventually. And indies sometimes even have a, a bigger following than the bigger brands. But, you know, on the street level anyway, if you want to put it that way. But I'm always glad to see him. He always puts on a show. And, you know, I'm, I'm here for it, for sure. Not a huge Joey Janela fan, but... I'll take Darby any day over anybody, really. Who do you see him drop in the championship to? Sting. You think they'll go up against each other and he'll lose it? Sting. <laughs> what? But how's Sting gonna defend the title if he drops it to him? I mean, the fact that Sting is back on TNT and it's a TNT title, I'm just, I'm not even thinking from a from a fan's perspective. I'm thinking, oh, this kind of looks obvious a little bit. But yo, um, my bad to even do this, Katie. Yes, my curfew has is has here. Expired. All right, yes. no, it'll just be me and secrets. Bye, Ray. Wait, wait, hold on before you cut me off. What you gonna do when the Christ of Maniac drops an L16 on you? There you go. You're right. a mess. Bye, Ray. Bye, Ray. Adios, brother. So mind you, it, we only had a few more matches left, but he kind of just wussied out like that because he knew it's okay. Um, I don't, I don't know who I could see him fight against personally, because I'm still new in the AEW world. But I have a feeling it would be one of those things where the other multiverses of wrestling is going to take the title. That's how I feel. Now that they're well, I, I just hope I hope whoever it is, regardless, because sometimes it can be somebody out of left field. I hope that whoever it is, it's a good. I, which I always hope for. I think when it's somebody that got the title, but I hope that it's that they're worthy, and that either they, you know, they're gonna come for them for real, and they have a good storyline leading up to it, all the trash talk and everything that everybody lives for, and it's not just somebody that is like, why, why did they do this to this kid, you know. I think, though, that so we could just, can I just call them by the WWE names? Um, Neville and Jack Swagger went off head, head to head, and he got he he and and Neville mm-hmm. took the 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 match with a with a Dolph Ziggler style DDT. Well, let me tell you something. Neville, well, what's his name? <laughs> Pac or Pac or whatever the hell they call him now. Um, he's, one, he's one hell of a wrestler. Like, I don't know if people know about his background and stuff, but he's one hell of a wrestler. Even when, you know, he first came on the scene, he was just, you know, amazing, amazing wrestler. And, you know, you hope that, you know, that now he's got a place to shine that he can shine. I like it. I, I It's just like a, it, what I always liked about Neville just in general with his high flying abilities, because you know he was classified as a cruiserweight that was, you know, on the main roster. Because I don't even know if they even have two or five live at this point anymore. Someone could correct me. I, you know, I don't know. I actually never watched two or five live. I mean, I knew who was in it at the time, but I don't know because that was all. Um, 
I, I don't even know what it was on. It was on the internet or it was on the network or what was it on? I don't even know. I never Actually, watched that show. It was on during the actual segments with Raw and SmackDown. Okay. And then on, it would be on the network afterwards. Okay. Yeah, I never, ever watched that. I never tuned over to watch it. Uh, MJF, Chris Jericho, and Sammy Guevara. That just sounds like one kid being jealous of the other of the new of the new kid, and Daddy just chose the new one. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know much about Sammy Guevara, but I know that uh, what I do know of him is that he's able to hold his own without being in a group. So, um, I think that he's going to do okay. I think that it was good that he at least got. If if it does end now, I think that he did get a good uh, basis in running with. Jericho's camp and if he's going to be solo now then you know I do agree with you I think it's it's they're they're painting it as there's a new kid on on the block and everybody's going to be friends with him and you know Sammy's being cast to the side but that's been happening since MJF came on the scene with them yeah stuff and everything so you know I can see that but I I think he's going to do okay regardless because he is one of the founding for you know fathers of AEW anyway he was one of the first uh wrestlers signed yeah. Man, could you imagine being one of them though? Like one of the first people to find a wrestling company like that? And they thought it was just going to be at well they said it was just going to be a t-shirt company. They would never be at this caliber. And most people that I talk to, yes, they still watch Raw, they still watch SmackDown. They're they're uh, you know, slaves to the brand, let's say, or the brands that have always been, but they love watching AEW. It's fresh, it's new, they do outlandish, crazy shit, and I mean, I enjoy it, for sure. I definitely do, too, like, especially, like, like, Wednesdays, like, especially since it's in the middle of the week, you want to wind down, just watch a couple people beat the shit out of each other, and it's right there. Yeah, and it's wrestling. It, you, and now you have, you have real wrestling. Yeah, that's what I mean, it is wrestling. It's not shit-talking and walking down the ramp and being like, ah, I'm not coming out there tonight, or or, you know, it's a five-second match or something. It's real skill, and whether it be high-flying or they're just, you know, getting down to the nitty-gritty and really giving it to each other in the ring, it is what it is. But I think I think it's good. I thought it's been good since the very first. I feel bad like I missed a whole year pretty much, though. I don't like well, how I... You can binge-watch it. You know, I mean, the uh, episodes are somewhere. I mean, if I could binge watch 17 seasons so far of Law and Order, I'm pretty sure I could do that. Exactly. It's not that much. You better start now. <laughs> Yo, my girl Sunder Rosa, though, is, is making her way through the bracket. Yeah, she sure is. They love her, boy. I'll tell you what. Girl. Love Sunder Rosa. Yo, she just made me want to, like, when she hit that body slam, I was like, oh, she... The, other other bitch is done. She's just done. I was just like sitting there, I'm like, yo, Rosa gotta get this. I I've been rooting for Rosa for the amount of time I've been watching AEW. Yeah, know? no, she looks good. She comes she comes to the ring with a plan and you know, she executes for real. She's very, very good. And I like watching her for sure. Like, and I'm glad like AEW really goes and makes the time to scout out women like this. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like, and I feel like when I watch a when I watch WWE, right? 
and this is us now just as fans, but we're also females, and you know, it makes us feel a little, I, I don't know about you, but I feel insecure sometimes watching some of these girls with the, with the booties and the asses, and like the fit well, that's body. That's what they focus on, I mean, at, at the end of the day, yeah, not like even it, necessarily whether they're good, good or bad wrestlers, a I lot mean, of the time. You know, but just like who's gonna be the face, you yeah. know. But at least in AEW, you watch it like, damn, okay, shit. When they had um Nyla Rose, yep, I have no clue what the fuck happened to her since I came back. But you know, at least like yeah, I don't know, I don't know where she's at right now. But you know, I haven't heard of a release or anything like that. But like the last time I saw, she was working with Vicky Guerrero. Right. Yeah, she was uh, not her valet or whatever, but like her manager. Manager. Yeah, manager. <laughs> but it was still like, it gave you hope, right? You know. Oh, yeah, every You know, in AEW, they, they even said at the fir- very first press conference, they were going to be all inclusive. Whether people had disabilities or didn't look like the normal wrestlers or, you know, didn't fit the certain mold, but they were going to find the talent and they were going to bring it to the forefront and they did and they have and they just keep on our last match of the night I'm not going to lie I kind of expected a little more from them um, because of how Kenta went and attacked Moxley mm-hmm. you know, I was really hoping it was going to be like really 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 like OD but then you still saw like a lot of slip ups through Cine. So I guess maybe they were trying to stay into the time time frame that they're supposed to. Could be. And it caused them to do a couple of slip-ups. Don't worry, girl. We're almost done. We're about to close. Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> we're good. Um, you know, so for me, it was just like, it made me want to skip it a little bit, but it was a good match overall. Yeah, I mean, you know, Moxley's definitely paid his dues between WWE and now being on AEW. I mean, I always liked him when he was over there, and I like him now here. Yeah, you know, Moxley, yeah. out of nowhere, and he, I guess he's trying to build up now too, if he's going to be on the show. But you know, he's got to go after some of the main guys. Cause then I was like, oh, cause I saw Kent attack to him. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, Trunks. <laughs> it was very Trunk like. Come yeah. on, way. Fuck, fuck somebody up. <laughs> so, my love, before you leave, though, and before we, we close out, you want to show us any yeah. of your collections? Yeah, Um. actually, speaking of AEW, but uh, before I go, I actually grabbed this, uh, before I go over to the AEW wall, let's call it now, Um. I think this, in my opinion, which is a Mr. T and Rowdy Roddy Piper <gasps> two-pack, oh. um, this came out the end of the year, and I honestly think this is one of the... I know I didn't have it the last time we talked, but this is definitely one of my favorite figures that came out. It's so pretty. Last year? Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Look. Oh I mean, maybe we got the stats on the back, you know? Oh, that's and so... It's killer. It's a killer pack, and it's got, you know, the robes, and they've got their trunks on from the boxing match and everything. Really, really something. That's definitely one of the, uh, you know, best... Uh, double packs that came out last year and I'll definitely take you over to since we focus on AEW and in honor of you now joining AEW, uh, the, the fan base again, <laughs> I'll take you over to the AEW wall here Can we I actually see- have 
What happens if you ever have to move from your apartment? Uh, <laughs> like, what yeah. Listen, when we, when we moved here, this is not even, this is barring all the new figures and everything. Mm-hmm. There was, I think, 37 wardrobe boxes, the big ones, filled with wrestling stuff. And then there was like another nine or 10, like maybe large moving boxes. It was ridiculous. We had like an entire uh, U-Haul storage for just the wrestling stuff. I mean, we've got belts, we've got rings, we've got, you know, shelves, we've got, you know, other stuff that's not just figures. It's like, ugh, it was it was insane. It needed its, its own uh, U-Haul thing. Wow. But um, hold on a second. Let me back up a little bit. So don't move. Okay. Like, don't that's move all- into the house. But that's so pretty. Yeah, these are all the, uh, the new AEW figures. We've got one of the, where is he? The one of a thousand Chris Jericho. We haven't been able to snag the other one because it's not like you just buy them. You really have to either get lucky that they come in the case or, you know, be able to get it. But this is the one of a thousand Chase Jericho that came out. Oh, we were able to get that. This is a killer uh, Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes Blood Brothers. That is that so is nice. Cool, right? Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, but that's that's just a little and even like you know we've got some it's not their AEW figures but we've got the gold dust there we've got um uh the revival from you know WWE but now they're on yeah. AEW over there and uh that's my list of Jericho I love that figure <laughs> um, I missed the list and, you know, of Jericho we've got you know we've got everybody over there Billy Gunn Taz whoever. That is so great. Like, I, I love this. I always love... Like, I, we have to have you at least on once a year so we can see any updates. Oh, please, listen. There's always new stuff in here. Anytime you want to have us, and we'll be more than happy to, you know, show you the updates. And, you know, we keep up on present figures and all that. And, of course, there's always going to be things going on with the asylum. So I could definitely keep you updated. And, uh, of course! You know, happy. Of course, we would love for you to keep us updated. So in the meantime, though, because this is the end of the night, we've been talking wrestling for two hours. I hope everyone enjoyed it, right? Let's, yep. talk, let's talk about your events again. Hold up. Boom! Yep. <laughs> we've got Dustin Rhodes coming on February 20th. He will be at the asylumwrestlingstore.com. You can get your tickets and any merchandise that you'd like to purchase. The tickets are available. And then, boom! Yep. March 20th, we'll have Brett the Hitman Hart. And also, the tickets are available at www.theasylumwrestlingstore.com. And uh, we also have uh, Ricky Steamboat coming in March. I believe it's before Brett, if I'm not mistaken. And if you go onto the website, there is links for every single available event that we have right now. They're going to have Kelly Kelly. They are going to have um, Eric Redbeard. Um, and there's quite a, a few more names on there that are, that's going to be coming up. And they'll be able to keep you updated on the um, on whatever other events are coming up, even like the, the outdoor events or the indoor events, whatever they're doing that are coming up, that they'll be live, actually live, not just virtual. That's awesome. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see all this. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, it'll be so fun. Please follow it. And even if you don't participate in it, you you can watch and see how it goes down. And it's so fun. Believe me. I've met Vicky Guerrero myself, Rikishi. I spoke to Ray Ramon, um, Animal. 
you know, Do you have a favorite one? Of, of the shows that we've had so far? Yes. I really have to say it was the show with Animal and then there was another show coming up, you know, a Road Warrior Animal, um, you know, before he passed, obviously. But we had so much fun with him and the stories that he shared with us were just killer. I mean, he was so much fun and so charismatic and so funny. And, I mean, every single show is good. But for me personally, because we did um, participate in that, and we got to sit and talk to him. And, you know, my husband got to sit and talk to him and ask him about when he was wrestling in Puerto Rico and stuff. And he answered us about a few things. It was really cool. And like I said earlier, when you get to connect to them and you're not just reading an article about your favorite wrestling, you actually get to sit and talk to them. It's a totally different experience. And I mean, I think it's worth every single penny. And, you know, along with the meet and greet, even if you don't buy in um, a, you know, an item or something, you get an eight by 10 that comes along with the meet and greet price, which is awesome. I mean, you have an eight by 10 sign and you can have that forever. It's something you remember. And I like that. And I'm happy about that. Um, my love, where can they find you? Me? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at secrets224. Uh, and, you know, hit me up there. You can find us at the Nerd Closet. You can find us at uh, Asylum 2000. I think it's the Asylum 2019 on Instagram and or virtual asylum on instagram also and you can find us on facebook group the asylum with an exclamation point you can find us on virtual asylum on there also that's actually a public page so you can go on there and check it out if you ever just want to drop by when we're having a live meet and greet you could sit and watch the chat and watch the stories and listen to them and of course you know the asylum wrestling store.com to get all your stuff there we're more than happy to have everybody my love, thank you so much for being on with us. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. It's always good to sit and chop it up with you guys. I'm so sorry for you off. <laughs> it's been a while since we've seen you, so we had to catch up with you. Oh, I'm, I'm always happy to do it. It's always good to see you guys. I'm glad that you thought of me, and I hope to see you again soon. You definitely will. So um, feel free to exit. I'm just going to do some closings for everyone because Ray, Ray had to leave early. But once again, thank you so much. Uh, no worries. Thank and, you again. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll see you again soon. Uh, very soon. Thank you so much. All right. You take care. You too. Bye. Bye. What's up, everyone? It's your homegirl, Ivy. Um, Like Ray said, or I'm sorry, like Ray Hogan said, better tune into. The Gorilla Talk Podcast, either every Friday or every Saturday, depending on what we do. Um, next week we got the host of the Ramble Mania Podcast, uh, Six XL and Tevin. Tune in; you can catch this episode on our YouTube at Rawzone NYC. Um, you can catch us, of course. Uh, welcome to the Raw Zone on Tuesdays where we talk music, life, and more. You could catch us on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Sip with myself and Katia Paolo. Um, Friday, Friday this, we either doing our live at 9 or something else. This week we are interviewing, though, on Thursday the 18th, Amber Lee of The Beast Within, a domestic violence organization that works to help um, females overcome their, their traumas. The next 
And it's a whole bunch of shit. Stay with the movement. Follow it's Ray Pearson. Follow IamIvy.xo underscore. Follow Ivy Productions. We're going to be making a few announcements very soon. And once again, thank you for tuning in. And we are out.